It's a realm that God brings you into. Amen. It's an office. Amen. It's not being born again. Amen. He says some were given apostles. Yes. Some were given prophets. The problem we have in our generation is that a few people were sent. The rest of them just went. <laughs> they just went and just making noise. Because when he sends you, you see him doing the thing through you. Amen. You know it's not you. Amen. It's not you. I can't create. They're talking about turbo. I can't create it. <laughs> it just happens. Amen. <laughs> uh, uh, Mr. Nancy referred to it because it was, <clears throat> we came around. We've gone to Michigan. This is the third time. The construction was going on on the right side of the Capitol. This is the first time we were able to do a 360 around uh, Michigan. And so I do it by the Holy Spirit. We raise altars because he sent me to raise altars at the steps. Amen. But then, later on, he expanded it to say now, seal all the gates. Amen. If you erect altars and position angels there, you cut off demonic traffic. Amen. Did you hear what I just said? <laughs> Even in your home, you raise altar in the front. So when the demons come, they see the big old angel standing there saying, where do you think you're going? <laughs> Ooh, glory to God. <laughs> glory to God. So we, we, we seal all the gates. You learn these things by doing. That's why we're writing a book, and, and I'm not in a rush because we're gaining so much more knowledge. Amen. It was in Louisiana three years ago, I believe, that God... You know, we walked around us a massive capital, and then there were gates. And God said I should raise altars at the gates and position angels there. Amen. I asked him why. He said, now, these angels, their assignment will be to prevent reinforcement. Amen. See, these things are highly organized. Amen. It is us that walks around emotionally. Amen. He said, now, raise altars so that the angels will stand guard to prevent the demons from, that are inside when this Holy Ghost glory pressure, my God, I just felt him follow me. When this pressure begins on these demons in there so that they cannot get reinforcement, <laughs> that they will be starved of strength until they fall apart. And we learn to seal the gates. Hallelujah. So, and I do it by the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I wait until the seventh time around during the victory march to seal some of the gates. Sometimes I do it on the first. Just, it just depends on when the Holy Spirit prompts me. Amen. But in this Michigan, <clears throat> we started this thing, and I went to this door. As soon as I raised that altar, boom, the glory fell. On all of us. But then we continued, you know, the march. 
And then when we came around was when God spoke about this elderly care. And then suddenly I saw something I had never seen before. I saw white horses, but they're not running on the ground. They were moving in the air. Hallelujah. And God said to me, if you had eyes to see, you would have seen that the moment you raised that altar and the glory fell, that my glory enveloped the whole capital. He says, at that point, you didn't need to continue to march and do the things I taught you to do. You should have just shouted and went home. I said, Lord, I know in part, and I prophesy in part. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ooh, glory. Come on, shout. Shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. These things are amazing, you know, because horses run on the ground. But these were galloping in the air, moving so fast. White horses. So these are <laughs> chariots of warfare. I told you these liberals don't have any power. It's the church who is blind. And we're not hooked up to God. We're about to run these people over. See, I can't even get a strong amen. I'm telling you, we're about to run them over. You can't handle what the glory will produce. <laughs> Remember years ago when I used to live, the old office, Elder Bobby, was adjacent to my back. He used to come and eat up my thing there. I didn't know what it was. And instead of telling me what it was, he was just enjoying it. I said, what are you eating? He told me it was what, persimmons? Uh, persimmons. I said, well, you didn't even tell me what it was. You were just plugging the thing and eating. <laughs> because, you see, that's the way the life of the spirit is. You have privileges. Amen. But if you don't know what you have, Amen. somebody else will be enjoying your stuff. <laughs> I thought, hmm, I don't know what this is. You might poison me. He said, okay, good. <laughs> he was enjoying the thing. <laughs> anyway, my testimony was that they, they, they came to the neighborhood and they were handing out um, alarm systems. Is that what you call it? They're security systems. Yes. They were giving it. And I guess they give it to you for free. Then you pay monitoring. So I told the young man that I, I, I didn't feel that I needed one. He said, why not? All your neighbors are getting it. I said, well, I don't have a problem with them getting it. I, just, I, don't, I don't need one. I said, God hasn't given me a reason to get one. Amen. He said, even churches have uh, security systems and alarm systems. I said, I know that. But for my house here, I, I don't feel any leading to get one. He pressed me until he got tired, and he left. What happened next? These are the early, thank you, Lord. He said, now, to tell you that the reason I'm telling you these stories is because many of you are encountering God 
but you're not paying attention. So your experiences are wasted. You're not learning your covenant and the things he's teaching you. All these things we're experiencing now, it's all connected to the things that happened before. And I turned around after the young man left, and boom, my eyes opened. And I saw two big old angels, one in front of the door, one as soon as you opened the door, standing God. And God said to me, you would have forfeited both of them if you took the alarm system. I'm not saying alarm system is bad. I'm just telling you, you have to know from God whether you should get one or not. If you already have the grace, then why bump down? Stay up. Glory to God. So I started seeing angels then. Started knowing angelic presence. I was given the testimony of what happened when I called him out. And I was giving you the understanding of the mystery that he that is in me is greater than he. I said, what is God showing you? That's what we don't understand. When you see another human being, don't look at them as a human being. You should be looking at who is in them or versus who is in you. I said, if I see an unsaved man, he may be a juggernaut. He may be a political power. He may be wealthy. But I don't care about any of that stuff. What matters here is what God is in him. And who? (laughs) And at that moment of explanation and demonstration, even though he was saved, but I said, okay, here, here's an unsaved man. And I just waved at him and he flipped. You know, and tumbled two or three times in the corner. I didn't even know that people in Nigeria were watching. So when I went, uh, I got to Abuja, my niece said, well, can you do them thing where people flip? I said, that's not the way, it's not, you can't just do it. <laughs> but it was the reality, was the reality. That's where the seat of confidence comes from. Pride is weakness. Pride is slavery. Pride minimizes God's throne in you. Okay, he said to put it this way. When what God does for you becomes bigger than God himself. Because God made you pretty. You don't know that it's him that made you that so he can live in a vessel. When you start paying more attention to your looks than to the condition of your heart. Hallelujah. Some people are smart and they start thinking, oh, they're all that. Or you get a little money. So whatever God has done for you has become an idol in your life. But when you look at your life, beloved, that it don't matter what God has done for you. Nothing compares. <laughs> right. 
The elders which are among you, I exhort, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ. I'm a witness. And also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. <clears throat> Maybe I should have kept the scripture for the conference, but it's tied to vessels of glory. Amen. Feed the flock of God, which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. It's the same thing that Doc was talking about. People with jobs taking care of the elderly, but they care nothing for the elderly. They're just there for the money. Amen. So you see the principle that he's telling you, when you're doing something, don't do it for money. When you do it for money, he calls it filthy lucre. But he said you should have a ready mind to serve. All right? Neither has been lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that faded not away. Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisted the proud and he giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the, the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Hallelujah. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. I know I haven't prayed yet, but even as I'm getting ready to preach for a few minutes, you need to write a divorce note to some devils here. Anybody making you feel that God doesn't care for you, or that God loves somebody more than you, or that you've been forgotten, you need to issue them some divorce papers this morning. Because he said he careth. You don't need to get a cop to know that he cares for you. Or to get a husband to know that he cares for you. Or to get some money to know that he cares for you. You have to know that he cares for you. Can I watch? Be sober. Mm-hmm. Be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walking about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, 
knowing the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God, hallelujah, the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After that you have suffered a while, make you perfect. Establish, strengthen, settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise. Thank you for the blessing from the reading of your word. Thank you for an open heaven over this house this morning. Thank you for blessing your sons and daughters under the sound of my voice. May sons of God come out of this bunch. Hallelujah. People that love you. People that care for you. In America, hallelujah. Oh, People that are praying and believing for the kingdom of God to be made manifest. Hallelujah. People that will become weapons of warfare in these last days. Let your fire fall. Let your fire fall. Let your fire fall. Let every strange fire be quenched. Hallelujah. Glory. Receive from God. Receive from God. Hey, we give you the glory and the praise for every life you will heal and you have healed here today. Every deliverance you shall wrought here today. Every miracle that's about to happen today. Hallelujah. Hear my heart. My heart. My heart. Beloved, Glory Fall USA is God's secret weapon to take back this country. He sent us to go to all 50 state capitals and raise altars unto him. God blessed us with a new captain for Eagle One. And he just reminded us that Puerto Rico and some of the other islands are part of the U.S., so that we might need to consider going those places. But we've been concentrating on the 50 states and the mainland and Hawaii. I know Puerto Rico is much closer than Hawaii, so we might consider Puerto Rico in this 2023. And each time when we return, we share testimonies of amazing things that God has done on the trail. 
We don't share those on television, but we make it part of our worship services. So what you're watching today is me dovetailing into the testimonies from Glory Fall USA. How many of you believe that God will take America back? I know you see all the end time projections, things are going that were marriage distorted and liberalism and all these weird manifestation of demonic spirits in the lives of people. How can a young lady tell you or refer to me as them? You are saying that you have demons. So now you are not just one personality. You have demons attached to you. I saw a grown man said that he is identifying as a two-year-old and he put on diapers and went in a crib and had a pacifier. Hey. Okay, so how are you going to pay your bills? Who is going to come clean you up? Or are you going to jump out of the crib yourself and go use the restroom? <laughs> oh, what in the world? America, can't you see? This is stupidity. Huh? But the children of the devil are controlling the money. So if you say anything, they fire you. They cut off your contract. NBA players, football players, they can't say anything. So you have to keep quiet just to get your money. But there's a wealth transfer coming from. That's one of the powerful things God said in this uh, last glory fall. That there'll be a shift of resources out from the sports world into the hands of people that believe in the family, love America, stand for God. And we will take over the media. I'm declaring that the Grace and Glory Network will be birthed. And we're believing God for the resources to get it done. I've seen Brother Copeland get the, the Victory Network. I've seen Brother Swaggart get Sunlight Broadcasting Network. You have all the other networks. But the Grace and Glory Network is coming. I call it forth in the name of the Father, Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost. I know it will be a lot of work and require a lot of staffing to get done. But it will happen by faith. So we can begin our even broader discipleship all across America. Hey, I'll pull out of all the other stuff and start broadcasting on my own network until God gives us a breakthrough and it will be carried all across the nation. In Jesus' name. I've seen the brother with the Impact Network. He's grown now, but is still yet to get there because now he's advertising on local channels to get his word out. But the Grace and Glory Network is coming. God is taking America back. And we will get the job done by the grace of God. Amen. Join us. Stand with us. Support the voice of resurrection. Support the vision of the Grace and Glory Network. Support the vision for Stadium Crusades all across the nations. That's what God sent us for. And he said that these things will happen in my season of weakness so that I will not touch his glory. He said, I'm part of a remnant that will replicate all the miracles you read in this Bible. It will happen in my meetings. Hallelujah. I can't wait. You can't pay me to do anything else. I don't care how much money you have to offer. I will take your money to put in what I'm doing but I will stay the course. I'm not getting involved in any business. I'm not chasing anything. 
he will come to me. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob will bring all the resources we need for me to get the job done and take care of the people that God has sent to work with me. Amen and amen. We love you, beloved. What a way to start this week. Get ready. That's a message coming, hot of the press. Get out of the way. Grace is here. Amen. Glory to God. Come to Conquest 2023. Learn about being a vessel of glory in the hand of God. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. God is preparing the church for the return of the Lord Jesus. I'm so excited to invite you personally to come to the Conquest Conference this year, July the 6th through the 9th. He gave me this theme, Vessels of Glory. The conquest is what God gave to me as an avenue to share what he has taught me that has caused all these revolutionary blessings and deliverances and miracles to come forth that you will learn from me directly and flow in the same grace. Vessels of glory. He's promising that a glory will show up in the earth. And now he's given me a mandate to share the secrets to prepare so you will be one of those vessels God will use in this end time. I am inviting you pastors and spiritual leaders from me to you. Come and let's fellowship. Let us strategize for what God will do with all of us. We call it the end time global harvest. We've never experienced anything like this. People will get in the water and the glory of God will baptize them. Sometimes I don't even lift my hands and the glory puts the people in the water and we carry them out. happening right here at Resurrection of All Nations, July the 6th through the 9th. This is your personal invitation. Your life will not remain the same. Your ministry will not remain the same. God is taking his church higher as he prepares us to be his vessels. <laughs>